0: welcome back to another edition of the educational ad podcast we couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them first thanks to our diamond sponsor varsity brands including bsn varsity spirit And Herf Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level, Gilman Gear, always a step ahead, Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better, Hometown Ticketing. Simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD, this time featuring the FIAAA Insider. Our guest today is an old friend, Kippy Crouch. She's a certified athletic administrator, and she's the director of athletics at the Out-of-Door Academy in Florida. Gippy, welcome to the program.
1: Thanks, Jake. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity.
0: Uh, we're looking forward to it. Well, as you know, uh, the life of an athletic director is uh, very busy, so we're going to jump right into it. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests, so Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you went to school and college, and and maybe um, how your love of sports led to that first job in teaching and coaching.
1: Sure. Uh, I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and uh, played sports as I was growing up. So sports, and my dad was a huge sports fan. So we would go to the Cowboys games and baseball games, football, baseball, basketball, you name it, we were there. Um, And... So it's always been a really important part of my life, athletics. I went uh, in high school. I I went to a private girls' school and was there for ten years. But I played field hockey, lacrosse, softball, um, golf. I just tried a bunch of different sports. Um, I played soccer. I played a little bit of basketball. <laughs> Um, some of the sports I wasn't very good at at all. Some, some I was pretty good at. I went on to college. I went to Ursinus College in Collegeville, Pennsylvania, where I played field hockey and lacrosse. So, um, that was a lot of fun for me and it gave me a great experience. And through athletics, I was able to develop, um, some self-confidence and, um, and just belief in, in myself. And, and I wanted, I've wanted for a long time to be in athletics and, Um, I took a quick journey through um, the oil field equipment industry, which was uh, different, uh, but quickly got back, got a master's degree in, um, in kinesiology and with a, with a major in sports administration. And um, so here I sit, Uh, really I've achieved my dream job. This is what I've always wanted to do. So I'm really happy to be here.
0: Well, after you, um, you know, finish that master's degree, uh, were you in Florida or did that bring you down to Florida?
1: No, I finished it in Texas. And so what I did was I went to Houston uh, and I taught PE and um, coached in, at St. John's School and Independent School in Houston, Texas. I was there for s- seven years. And then I went, I came home to Dallas and went to, I taught and coached at the Hockaday School in Dallas, Texas, which is a private, private independent girls school. I was also the Dean of Students for four years there. And then from there, I, i had never lived anywhere where there were f- four seasons. So I wanted to try four seasons and I moved to Columbus, Ohio, where I became an athletic director and, um, and I realized I had found, I had found my love. It was, it was awesome. Um, so I was, I spent eight years there and then, uh, had an opportunity to move to Florida did, and then, um, got hired on here at the Out of Door Academy as the middle school athletic director. And then the co Co-athletic director, and
0: now is the athletic director. Well, that's uh, you know quite a journey. Uh, I can certainly relate to that. Uh, in our profession, we always talk about the importance of leadership and mentorship. And uh, I'm curious, who are some of your mentors, uh, either you know coaches or maybe family members growing up, or people that you've worked with uh, in the profession?
1: Sure. So I I um. Uh, for part of my childhood we were raised by our grandparents lived with us and we were raised by our grandparents and my grandmother is a very strong individual and so she has been she really taught me the difference between right and wrong and and um and the consequences of good decisions and the consequences of bad decisions so she is someone that i hold as a um as a role model for me Um, i don't always do things the way she would do them or would have done them, but uh, I usually get to the same, same result. So my grandmother was a huge, had a huge influence on my life. And then while I was at, while I was in school, um, the athletic director at the Hockaday school at that time, her name was Joyce Rainwater. She, she had a huge impact on my life too. And she, it was really through my relationship with her that um, I realized that athletic being, becoming an athletic director was something that I wanted to do. It was an opportunity, she had an opportunity to give back to someone like me. And it was an opportunity. I saw it as an opportunity to give back to kids in a different way and have a positive impact on their lives. So really those two women have been very, very strong influences in, in my life. And I try to live every day in a way that would make both, that would make both of them proud.
0: That's great to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, COVID has certainly changed, uh, you know, everyone's approach to athletics. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But um, in your um, career, you know, student athlete and uh, coach, and now uh, athletic director at a couple of different schools. Mm -hmm. How has the job of the athletic director changed, you know, maybe in the last, uh, let's just say just the last uh, 10 or 15 years?
1: Well, when I first got into athletics, I I had much more hands-on interactions with kids um, as a coach and, and even even in my first years as an athletic director and trying to, and working with kids and coaches to sort of help um, them through this journey. And I would say, I'll say that the major changes for me have been in relationships with parents. Um, parents have become much more vocal. And then also in the administrative piece of this job, I'm I'm in more meetings. Um, with adults <laughs> than I am with kids. And I think that that has played a huge role in it. Um, and I think I do a lot more on the computer. I mean, there, we have access to so much information. So the computer is a big part of what I, technology is a big part of what I do. Um, and also meeting with other administrators is a, takes a big chunk out of my day. Uh, I still sometimes have to remind myself that I got into this business to work with kids. So I look for opportunities to work with kids. Um, and I am fortunate to be able to coach. So, uh, which makes my day even crazier, but it's well worth it because it brings me so much joy. So I would say the main differences have been the invo- increased involvement of parents. Um, and then the increased interactions I've had with adults and everybody, everybody comes at it from a really good place of uh, wanting to do what's right and what's best for kids. Uh, it just, sometimes it takes us a, a while to get to, you know, whatever that is. And, uh, everybody has a different way of doing it and a different way of communicating it. But those are the things that have really taken up much more of my time. And I think, I think the world of athletics has gotten much more litigious. I mean, it's no longer are we, um, you know, our parents just happy that, you know, somebody's dad volunteered to be the softball coach. Now they want, you know, the pedigree, the, uh, you know, did they play professional? Did they do all these other things? And, um, so it's no longer just about, oh, thank thank you. Thank you for helping. Now it's like, it's it's not enough. Mm. So I think those are the things that have really changed.
0: Oh, absolutely. I would agree. Let's go and talk a little bit about COVID. Uh, I'm always curious, what were some of the things that you did this past spring when we lost sports in Florida and nationwide? And again, you and I understand what things are like right now in Florida right. with regards exactly. to reopening. But what are you doing? Uh, what are the plans right now uh, for Out of Door Academy?
1: So right now our plans are we to begin school on August the 25th, Tuesday, August 25th. That, and we will do that hopefully face to face. But we also have a remote option, distance learning option that we have made available or that we will make available. Um, know a lot depends on I guess what happens with the caseloads and things like that as to whether on the 25th we're either face-to-face or remote but um, for us in athletics we're gonna you know we will be prepared either way even if we have some remote learning we will allow kids to come to athletics you know practices will start at four so that they have plenty of time to get from their homes to school Um, you know the one of the things about COVID-19 um, for me was it, a huge learning curve because I like to be in control of things and I and like to have things spelled out and you know planned out months in advance. And this has really thro- thrown a wrench in that. But what it's done is it's allowed me to be a little, demonstrate a little bit of flexibility and adaptability and also some patience because I just have to wait and see kind of how things play out. Um, and that hasn't always been my strong suit. So it's really given me an opportunity to, to maybe take a step back and say, this is, these are the things that are important and that these are the things that, um, you know, I need to attend to now and I need, I need to just allow myself some imperfection, if you will. Um, so those have been the things for me as far as COVID that have really sort of set me off. Now, um, you know, our school decision, back to school decision will be based on numbers in our area and across the state as well. And I know a lot of people are excited that numbers seem to be going down, but I also know that they can go back up as quickly as they can go down. So we'll just have to wait and see and also take a little bit of leadership from our um, Department of Health and Department of Education and, and our, of course, our Board of Trustees. So
0: No, I I agree. I think the whole uh, process is counterintuitive to how, you know, people like you and I are wired, you know, we're decision makers, we're problem solvers and you know, it's just, it's definitely a hurry up and wait uh, scenario right now.
1: Absolutely. Even with the FHSAA it's, and, and I understand that they are going through their process and I, I appreciate that process and respect that process. There are just so many things that sort of hinge on this, their decision, and then once once their decision is made, all of a sudden we sort of get going, and and things are things are flying off my desk at
0: that point. Yeah. Well, you and I spoke a little bit before the podcast that uh, you know not just nationwide, but right here in our state of Florida, you know there are you know vastly different opinions on how we should proceed. So it's it's not easy. Let's talk a little bit about uh, ODA. Um, you know, you've been the athletic director now uh, at Out Outdoor Academy for few years, uh, what are some things that um, you have, since you've come on board, uh, either new initiatives or say a twist on something that was already there, what are some things that you're particularly proud of uh, as the athletic director at Out of Door Academy?
1: Well, a couple of of things come to mind. First, um, we've really gotten our operations down down to a pretty good sign, you know, to a pretty good science and an art, and uh, we try to, try to have things as prepared as possible for coaches, and, and um, so sort of, when I first came on board, I sort of took the control of the department back, because it had been delegated, a lot had been delegated out, brought it back, put it in parameters, and, and now I'm slowly delegating things back to coaches um, as we move along, but, but operationally, you know, we don't, look, we always make, there are always mistakes, but we don't, you know we have transportation when we need it we officials are showing up we're we're we've really gotten things buttoned up very well operationally, so uh, that was I was pleased with that. The other thing we did was we took our philosophy and re, re reworked it um, our athletic philosophy it's now love develop compete, so we reworked that and you know we'll teach kids how to love love the game, love their teammates um, love playing for their coaches, love playing for their school, we'll develop them as players. As spectators, as good people and contributors at the varsity level, and then we are always going to compete by putting our best competitive selves out there, so we um we took that whole concept and put it in place, and it's really been something that the pro that people within the program feel good about. Um, you know I'm a big believer in role players for kids, so every kid needs to have a role if a coach tells me. I don't know what Jane or Jeff's role is. Then I go back to the coach and say, well, you need to figure it out because Jane and Jeff, Jane or Jeff are on your team. So um, I'm a big believer in that kind of communication between coaches and kids, even if the role is very small. And um, like in boys lacrosse, let's say when we're up on attack, man up on attack, maybe Jeff goes in. And if Jeff misses that opportunity because he's playing around on the sideline getting water, then that's really on Jeff, you know, but everybody has a role and everybody feels like they can contribute to our program. And I think that's one of the things that has um, sort of set us up, sets us apart a little bit from some of our competitors is that we really do try to, we don't, we have a no-cut policy. So we really do try to get as many kids as involved in things as we do. So those are the two things I think operationally and then philosophically we've we've fallen into a really good space.
0: I I just think that is so critical to have uh, a written philosophy and then making sure your coaches uh, are carrying out that philosophy. It really can head off a lot of, uh, you know, misunderstandings or arguments with parents You say, Hey, you know, I I hear what you're saying, but this is who we are. And this is how we roll. So no, very, very important. Um, Let's go and shift gears a little bit. Sure. Uh, what are some of your favorite parts of uh, being the athletic director at Out of Door Academy? What gets you excited about coming to work each day?
1: Uh, anytime I can interact with kids or work with kids, that fires me up. So I have an opportunity um, to coach, I coach girls lacrosse, help coach girls lacrosse in the spring and that, that brings me much joy. But I will tell you also that one of the other things that really kind of gets me going is working with coaches. Um, one-on-one and um, because trying to get coaches to see things from a different perspective and like as I mentioned before we have a no-cut policy so trying to get coaches to wrap their heads around that in and of itself um, when a coach when the light bulb goes on it's a great moment Um, and it's easy to say it's easy for coaches to say well I don't understand it or it makes no sense or You know, this kid can't walk and chew gum, which I I get. But as long as everybody has a place and coaches can help determine that place, then it's a good it's a good experience for everybody. And once you see a coach either understand that or you see a kid prove to a coach that he or she is belongs on that team you know, it's it's, hug, it's hugs all around. It may be air hugs now, but it's hugs all around and everybody's excited about it. And those are the moments that I really live for, those aha moments um, that come through many teachable moments. So those things make me really happy. It makes me happy when a coach makes a connection with her team or his team in such a way that they would run through a brick wall for that coach. So um, those are the things that I that I really look forward to on a daily basis. I mean. We all have conversations that we don't want to have, but having those kinds of conversations where you see success at the end of the tunnel—I um, mean, that's why I get up and do, keep doing what I do.
0: That's that's what ads do. We coach the coaches. That's
1: right. That's right.
0: Um, let's talk a little bit about um, NIAA. Uh, sure. You know, you are a, a certified athletic administrator. A lot of our listeners are younger ADs that are maybe just starting that journey. Uh, go ahead and share how you uh, became aware of the certification program and your process to uh, achieving that CAAA.
1: When I um, when I was in Columbus, I took a position as an athletic director in Columbus, Ohio. I had the opportunity to go to the um, NIAAA conference one year. It was in San Diego, California, which made it an even bigger bonus. Uh, but I went and I learned about uh, the camaraderie of athletic directors, but also about the uh, leadership training courses. I think I've taken as many leadership training courses as I can. Um, I took them, I mean, I, I, in the 90s, I just hit them as hard as I could. Um, and I would say that they have provided me great confidence, because of what's shared in those meetings. It's, I mean, it's real life stuff. And um, I became a registered athletic administrator while I was in Columbus, Ohio. And I just kind of sat on it for a while. I don't know why I didn't go for my certified or anything like that. But I wish I had done all this a little bit sooner, I guess is what I'm saying. So get started in this process. And I'm proud to be a certified athletic administrator. And I know that you know, my, the next step for me is to get my certified master's athletic administrator certification, which I want to do hopefully within the, the year, um, just because it, the opportunity to do professional development at at the NIAA level really provided for me learning opportunities as well as um, things to fall back on and resources to use when I find myself in a jam or when I find myself in a situation uh, where I need extra set of eyes, and the com- the relationships that you build with other athletic directors, just sitting through those courses is huge, and uh, it's a an op- great opportunity to network and, and meet new people, and also to bounce ideas off of them, mm-hmm. so I've got my CAA, I'm going to be pushing toward my CMAA, and um, I, I'm i really, at first I wasn't sure that the NI, what the NIAA was all about, but as the longer I've been an athletic director, the more I appreciate what the NIAAA provides for athletic administrators. So my recommendation to anybody new out there, get started in your leadership training courses, get started on your certifications. Uh, it'll be well worth it in the long run. Well, I
0: appreciate As the certification coordinator for Florida, I appreciate you uh, very much sharing that, okay?
1: Sure.
0: Um, get serious here for a moment. Uh, okay. Last spring, in addition to COVID, Uh, We also saw just such an increased awareness of social issues across the country. And I'm curious, uh, from your perspective, what are some things that we can do as athletic administrators in in this area to maybe do a better job uh, with our kids and our coaches?
1: You know, I think that we have got to recognize differences and respect differences. And at the same time, provide a really inclu- all-inclusive environment for kids. Sports is a great opportunity for that. Um, and we can teach kids and, and one another how to, how to demonstrate respect for one another and how to work together and cooperate. It's not always a competition. Um, we're all different. Uh, we all are, have different makeups. We all have different isms or things like that in our lives. But I think for us as educators, And as athletic directors, is really setting up opportunities for people to be heard um, and and respond to and responded to. Um, You know, I've heard some things that make me uncomfortable. But you know what? I have to recognize that I that you know it's not all about me. It's about everyone. And I think that that's what we have to look at. This is a we have to make sure that we're providing a we program and. And we need to celebrate whatever those differences are. And we need to figure out ways to celebrate those differences. I think that, um, you know, for too long, we've sort of, for too long, we've swept things under the carpet and said, oh, I don't see any difference. We're all the same, we're gonna treat every, but that's not it, you know? Reality is, is that we've gotta take, we've gotta help take care of each other. Whether we look alike or act alike, we've gotta take care of each other because we depend on each other. And that's one of the things that, you know, with teamwork, that's so important and um, and I think we have an obligation to really set up situations where kids can practice, um, demonstrating respect, demonstrating appreciation for differences, and also for cooperation throughout that whole process so that's kind of that's sort of my take on it there i um you know I applaud what the NBA and WNBA and everybody is doing to stand up for. Uh, some from some of the injustice that we've all seen, and I think that um, you know we need to let let our kids be able to express themselves as well. Do it in a in a way that is um, that demonstrates their core values as well as demonstrates that they are a human beings.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Thanks so much for for sharing that. Sure. Well, Kippy, we've kind of come to the end. It's been great, uh, but we always like to wrap up with what I call the athletic director's toolbox. Uh, Okay. You're certainly an experienced AD, and now I'm going to task you with sending out a brand-new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What's going to go into Kippy Crouch's athletic director toolbox?
1: The three things that I think – are essential, Um, some flexibility, um, a sense of humor. Don't lose your sense of humor because without it, you will go crazy. (laughs) So flexibility, a sense of humor, and then also just a passion for kids. And if you have that, then you can use sport to help kids become better every day. So, um, like I love kids and I love sports. I, I have coached and taught a bunch of different sports, but it's really because I love kids so much that that's why I use sport to teach them daily life, daily living strategies. So those are the things I think, a passion for kids, sense of humor and um, some flexibility. I wish I had a little more flexibility when I started. I wish I'd had a little less, it's, uh, a little less ego and a little more compassion.
0: So, yeah, I know you're doing That's a great cool. job uh, there at ODA. So uh, I think you've well, got thank all you. three. Okay.
1: Thank
0: you. Well, thanks so much for being our guest. Um, all the best uh, as we plan on reopening uh, in the fall. Um, you know, and again, thanks for so much for being with us today.
1: Sure. Thank you so much, Jake, for asking me. I really appreciate it. Oh. It's been a, uh, I've enjoyed listening to the, some of the other podcasts and meeting some of the other ADs around the state, so, and even out of state, so thank you for this opportunity.
0: Okay, well, we, we've had a lot of fun so far. I hope we're providing a service. To our, to our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.